Hey, how's it going? It's Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to go a little shorter today, but there was a lot of stuff going on. Sorry. I, I know I went 35 minutes yesterday. I'm going to try and go quickly, but I got a lot of stuff. And, and let, me, let me just start off with something silly that I saw in the news about a possible uh, 2024 bid between, uh, instead of Kamala Harris, it would be Biden and Liz Cheney. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Please don't listen to such dribble. Uh, whenever whenever a, uh, uh, there's a Republican president or a Democratic president, a Dem- uh, um, if it's a Democrat the uh, vice president is more liberal, and that's to protect the president. You don't want to unseat a president and have a more, li- if you're a Republican, and have a more liberal one take their place. That's how it always is. A vice president is not going to be more, uh, for, to a uh, Democrat, is not going to be more conservative. It's not going to happen, Okay. Anyway, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to uh, Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Thank you so much. Uh, it's really nice of you to come here every day. It's really nice of you. Uh, if you can, uh, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow and tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me. Come on, bring it on. Uh, at Cyberclop, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Small victories is what I'm talking about. Small victories. In a four to three decision, the Ohio Supreme Court invalidated uh, the Republican drawn uh, state legislative uh, district maps, uh, which a majority of the justices found were unconstitutionally gerrymandered against the will of Ohio's voters. The justices ordered the maps redrawn as the GOP-controlled Ohio Redistricting Commission failed to draw legislative districts that correspond with the statewide voter preference of Ohioans. Uh, <clears throat> decisions go by state, right? I mean, this is a, this is a state decision, Ohio. Uh, they go by state, and they go by appointed judges. In, in North Carolina, eh, you know, that's a, that's a bit more further right. A common cause sued the GOP for gerrymandering, uh, their, uh, for their gerrymandering, uh, 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 gerrymandered map. A three-judge panel ruled that uh, Republicans' newly drawn political districts, which give the GOP an edge in elections, do not violate the state's constitution. Uh, the judges asserted that redistricting is an inherently political process that does not impinge on the right to vote. Now, This is very specific wording on this, and there's a reason for it. Uh, This defense, uh, this political defense, this defense was used before by the Supreme Court in 2013 when they struck down key parts of the 1965 Voting Rights Act, saying that gerrymandering to optimize your vote is uh, is political, even though you are doing it against people of color because people of color happen to vote Democratic. Did you follow along with that? You might have to rewind. Anyway, uh, Section 5 of the 1965 Voting Rights Act uh, in in 2013 was left without teeth, basically, is what happened. Uh, um, This is what Biden was talking about uh, 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 in his speech, basically. 
Since that decision, Republicans have been blocking Democrats from repairing this law for obvious reasons. The more who vote, the less likely they get elected. That's what it's always been about. It's very simple. We've talked about it a million times. Um, there will be more cases in the next few months. Uh, Ohio is a much more important battleground state than North Carolina. So like I said, small victories across the country may be helpful for voters who deserve not to have their representation diluted, I guess. <clears throat> now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Senate Majority Leader Schumer, Chuck Schumer, late yesterday, New York, Chuck Schumer, uh, late yesterday unveiled a plan to temporarily evade the filibuster and bring voting rights legislation to the floor of the uh, Senate for debate. This, this has to do with a procedural move that begins in the House now. Uh, the issue is that Republicans have been filibustering debate uh, in a year. Senate Republicans have used the filibuster rule four times to block debate on voting rights legislation. When the bill is submitted a certain way from the House, debate begins, but it will still take 60 votes to end the debate. The amended legislation will soon be transmitted to the Senate as a message a step that allows Democrats to open debate on the measure without needing 60 votes. In other words, uh, I think it's not necessarily legislation yet. It's just a message which allows them to debate it. And then they get legislation and send it to the House, which then has to approve it. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, anyway. Uh, moving on. Mansion. To, to that, that crazy guy. Uh, he's being called out directly, I think. As you know, uh, Joe Manchin has repeatedly claimed that the Build Back Better Act, uh, Better Act would exacerbate, I hate that word, uh, rising inflation. It would cause, cause more rising inflation. You and I talked about these numbers over and over on how Build Back Better would help reduce inflation. Now a new report published yesterday by the Congressional Joint Economic Committee argues that Democrats' 10-year, $1.75 trillion Build Back Better package would actually relieve inflationary pressure on the economy by slashing the high costs of childcare, prescription drugs, housing, and other basic necessities. <coughs> Excuse me. A little bit of coffee here. A little bit of coffee. Uh, the report adds, by addressing the threat of climate change, the bill would reduce the role of fossil fuel price spikes and extreme weather in driving future inflation. Remember, pay me now, pay me later, one or the other. <laughs> and that would be insulating the economy from key sources of price spikes that can lead to inflation. I, I can't, this is what I've been, what we've been saying, you and I, we know that fixing uh, um, the environment will save us money in the long run. And we have to deal with it now. We have to deal with it now before it's too late. Oh, it's already too late. But we got to stop it from getting worse. 
Anyway, the report also goes on to argue that because its cost would be funded by tax hikes on rich individuals and large businesses, Build Back Better Act does not present the risk of economic overheating. Economists have also pushed back on the argument that the Build Back Better package would worsen inflation, which experts say has been fueled by a range of factors, from pandemic-related supply chain disruptions to corporate profiteering. Mark Zandi, the chief economist at Moody's, now you know Moody's is huge, uh, Moody's Analytics, wrote in a recent CNN op-ed, there is also no good way to connect the dots between the Build Back Better agenda, which is currently being debated in Congress, and higher inflation. The legislation provides support for public infrastructure and various social programs, and longer term, it is designed to lift the economy's growth potential, which will ease inflationary pressures. Eh, that's just a bunch of gobbledygook just to say what you and I have been saying all along, basically. I, something I'd like to point out. You know, Manchin, Manchin has been in the Senate for a while. He really has. I'd like to point out about Manchin. In 2011, when he uh, co-sponsored and voted for two measures to modify the filibuster, Manchin said, unfortunately, this is a quote, quote, unfortunately, the legislative process in Washington has gotten so dysfunctional that it doesn't even make much sense at all anymore. We have become paralyzed by the filibuster and an unwillingness to work together at all, end quote. That's from Joe Manchin in 2011. What has happened? It's pretty simple to say. A lot of money from big oil. A lot of money from coal. Guys getting filthy rich. Uh, now time for keeping up with the Congressians. <laughs> uh, the uh, Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot, the insurrection, asked House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy uh, yesterday for information about his uh, communications with Trump. Uh, the chairman of the committee, Representative Benny Thompson, who we've talked about many times, said McCarthy told a news outlet in California, uh, um, in his California district, that he had a very heated conversation with Trump on January 6th. Thompson also said McCarthy spoke with Trump on January 11th about the potential for censure, impeachment, or removal under the 25th Amendment. But McCarthy said he would, wouldn't cooperate with the committee, which he argued was just trying to hurt Democrats' uh, 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 political opponents. Uh, McCarthy said, As a representative and the leader of the minority party, it is with neither regret nor satisfaction that I have concluded to not participate with the select committee's abuse of power that stains this institution today and will harm it going forward. Uh, the letter um, from the committee to McCarthy uh, marks the third request for voluntary co cooperation from fellow House members as the committee files subpoenas to top Trump aides. Now, this is a bit of a concern that these, these uh, subpoenas have not gone to House members. And the concern is that the Justice Department may have told Democrats, I'm wondering, don't send them subpoenas because we're not going to back them. I'm wondering if that's going on at the Justice Department, and that would really piss me off, but we'll see. Uh, the committee is investigating what led up to the January 6th attack and what happened that day. Uh, McCarthy initially said Trump bears responsibility for the attack way back when. 
Uh, Representative uh, Jamie Huera Butler, a Republican from Washington, has said McCarthy told lawmakers that Trump seemed unconcerned with the violence during the siege. Liz Cheney, with the dunk. <laughs> Cheney, one of the panel's only two Republicans, as you well know, said her party's House leader is attempting to cover up what happened on January 6th and that the committee would evaluate other options for obtaining his testimony. She told CNN, are you ready for this? You ready for this? Are you listening? I wish that he were a brave and honorable man. Ouch! <laughs> Moving on to your favorite bad boy, uh, Matt Gates is in for it. <laughs> you know how it goes with, exec, uh, with exes. You might want to end it amicably with your ex because payback's a bitch. That's all I got to say. Payback's a bitch. An ex-girlfriend of Representative uh, Matt Gates, who is uh, seen as a key witness in the investigation into alleged sex trafficking by uh, that Florida Republican. Florida. It's all about Florida. Uh, she testified yesterday before a grand jury investigating uh, Gates. Her lawyer... Uh, Timothy Jansen, Jansen, this is funny, briefly addressed reporters gathered outside the courthouse saying, this is what he said, all I can say is CNN saw me and my client come in and I am confirming I am here, but I can't make any comment. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, uh, she was a, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's her name? What, uh, whatever her name is. Uh, she was a Capitol Hill staffer and had her, uh, Gates's uh, ex-girlfriend. Uh, she was a Capitol Hill staffer and had been linked to Gates as far back as summer of 2017. Uh, investigators are interested in that period of uh, time because that is when the uh, congressman is accused of having sexual contact with another woman who at the time was 17 years old. Uh, she could also be important for authorities investigating potential obstruction of justice. Uh, legal experts say the ex-girlfriend's testimony is an essential step prosecutors would take before charging Gates and that it signals federal prosecutors may be close to indicting the congressman. Now, he's a congressman. Any criminal charges against a sitting member of Congress would have to be approved at the highest levels of the Justice Department. You can't just do it. Uh, attorneys for Gates said in a statement yesterday that they have seen no credible, credible basis for a charge against Gates and said that they remain steadfast in our, re, our commitment to challenge any allegations with the facts and the law. Um, and look, look forward to uh, Matt Gates stepping down for personal reasons. <laughs> That's an indication that, uh-oh, someone's going down. Uh, we'll see. Yesterday, U.S. Senate Democrats unveiled a bill to impose sweeping sanctions uh, on top, top Russian government and military officials, including Vlad Putin, uh, Trump's buddy, and key banking institutions if Moscow engages in hostilities against Ukraine. Uh, the proposed legislation, backed by the White House, includes provisions to help uh, bolster Ukraine's security and encourages the United States to consider all available and appropriate measures to ensure the Russian, uh, the Russia to Germany Nord Stream 2 ga uh, gas pipeline does not become operational. I, I told you, Nord Stream was, was 
going to be really important in the, in these negotiations. I, we've been saying that for a long time. Uh, Senator Robert uh, Menendez, the Democrat chairman, uh, Democratic chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, who unveiled the bill, said in a statement, <clears throat> This legislation makes it absolutely clear that the U.S. Senate will not stand idly by as the Kremlin threatens a re-invasion of Ukraine. And you know what? I'm glad he said a re-invasion because, you know, uh, Russia's already in, in the Crimean uh, Peninsula. They're already there. And, and they've taken most of it. Uh, the bill, first reported by the Washington Post, would also target companies in Russia that offer secure messaging systems such as SWIFT, S-W-I-F-T, that's the name of the system, which banks use to exchange key information with other financial institutions. Now, recently, we talked about Ted Cruz wanting to help Russia about a month or so ago. And you probably thought, oh, that's just hyperbole. Uh, well, here you go. <clears throat> a bill sponsored by Republican Senator Ted Cruz will not counter further Russian aggression or protect Ukraine. Cruz struck a deal with Schumer last month in which the Texas uh, Senator, uh, Ted Cancun Cruz, uh, released his hold on dozens of Biden's ambassadorial nominees, uh, which they've, Cruz has been holding these up for months, right? He's been saying, and it all had to do with Nord Stream. He wants Nord Stream to go through. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I have no clue. Anyway, maybe he doesn't want it to go through. It's kind of confusing with Cruz. Ted Cancun Cruz. Cruz's bill will be put to a vote this week, but it requires 60, 60 votes to pass, which is a high hurdle in, in an evenly divided Senate. The Menendez-backed bill uh, provides an alternative for Democrats who support sanctions on the $11 billion Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is completed, but waits approval from uh, Germany uh, and, and the EU. The EU also has to okay it, and it makes it harder for Cruz's bill to pass. Uh, Cruz's bill has sanctions untied to political pressure on Russia. In other words, he doesn't care about uh, Ukraine, right? Russia said, Russia said it was hitting a dead end as it tried to uh, persuade the West to bar Ukraine from joining NATO and roll back decades of alliance expansion in Europe. Uh, the week's NATO security meeting uh, meetings have finished uh, yesterday with talks underway in Vienna today. Uh, at the 57-nation Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, which is OSCE, OSH. Uh, uh, his address to envoys, uh, envoys from the 57 OSH members, uh, Polish foreign minister, I am not going to read his name. It starts with a Z, then it has a bunch of other consonants, and then a couple of vowels. Uh, his uh, last name is Raul. Uh, mentioned tensions in Ukraine. Go go look up Polish foreign minister's uh, name and tell me how to uh, pronounce it. Anyway, <clears throat> he mentioned tensions in Ukraine, Georgia, Armenia, and Moldova, all countries with active or frozen conflicts in which Russia has been alleged to be party. He said, it seems that the risk of war in the Osh area is now greater than ever before in the last 30 years. For several weeks, we have been faced with the pros prospect of major military escalation in Eastern Europe. Um, Deputy Foreign Minister, uh, Minister uh, Sergei Ry Ryabkov told RTVI, which is Russian television, uh, in an interview that Russian military specialists were providing options 
for Vlad Putin in uh, case the situation around Ukraine worsened, but diplomacy must be given a chance. However, he said talks with the U.S. in Geneva on Monday and with NATO in Brussels yesterday had shown there was a dead end or uh, difference of approaches, and he saw no reason to sit down again in the coming days to restart the same discussions. Uh, and, and, and again, Putin, you... And Ukraine had a breakup. She's welcome to date anyone she wants. Leave her alone. She's not yours anymore. Uh, Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitro Kaliba said, uh, despite the unsatisfactory week of uh, great diplomacy for Russia, I believe that the only way for the Russians to confirm their lack of intention to solve problems by force is to continue the discussion in the established formats, in particular in the OSH, uh, the the group, which is going on today. Uh, Right now, actually. Uh, Russian, uh, unless it's already ended, Russian Ambassador Alexander Lukashevich uh, told Osh, if we don't hear a constructive response to our proposals within a reasonable time frame and an aggressive line of behavior toward Russia continues, we will be forced to draw appropriate conclusions and take all necessary measures to ensure strategic balance and eliminate unacceptable, uh, unaccept- unacceptable threats to our national security. And he went on. He said, Russia is a peace-loving country. Yeah, a peace-loving country that invaded uh, Georgia in 2006 and Ukraine in 2014. Right? Uh, Russia is a peace-loving country, but we do not need peace at any cost. The need to obtain these legally formalized security guarantees for us is unconditional. The United States says Moscow's calls to uh, veto Ukrainian membership and halt NATO military activity in Eastern Europe are non-starters, but that it is willing to talk about arms control, missile deployments, and confidence-building, as confidence-building measures, I suppose. Uh, NATO Security, uh, excuse me, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg, who we've talked about many times, said after talks with Russia yesterday that countries must be free to choose their own security arrangements. Like I said, Russia, Ukraine wants to date around. It's not your problem anymore, man. Leave her alone. Uh, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry uh, Peskov, very pesky person, um, criticized the sanctions uh, bill unveiled by the U.S. Senate that we just talked about uh, by U.S. Senate Democrats that would target top Russian government and military officials, including Putin, as well as key banking institution if Russia attacks Ukraine. And, of course, the Nord Stream 2, that's going down. And, I mean, you know, Nord Stream 2 is also going to get, if if war starts, Nord Stream 2 might get uh, taken out of commission. And I mean taken out. We'll see. Moving on to our world, our our part of the world, Kroger has been the corporate bully since the beginning of the pandemic, making a lot of money. Kroger made a lot of money. Lots of money. Uh, 
if you remember, you and I talked about when Kroger, rather than pay workers more, literally closed a store in Southern California last year after local legislation required COVID frontline worker pay. I, I think that was in Long Beach. Wasn't it in Long Beach? I think it was in Long Beach. Yesterday, more than 8,000 of the chain's employees in Colorado went on strike to demand fair wages and better health care benefits. The work stoppage is taking place at nearly 80 King Super grocery stores, which are owned by Kroger Company across the Denver area. The workers' union, United Food and Commercial Workers' Union uh, Local 7, rejected the company's best and final offer on a Tuesday saying the $84 billion company did not offer enough for employees to offer uh, to afford basic necessities. The union is demanding better health care uh, benefits and working conditions, particularly considering that COVID-19 cases are rising and employees have continued working on the front lines of the pandemic for nearly two years. Uh, now, if you remember Kroger also, they, they, they for two months in, in a lot of their stores, they paid a frontline benefits, but then they said, screw this. We're not doing this anymore. And they stopped. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, the burn, feel the burn, uh, expressed solidarity with the workers yesterday, calling out the high salary of Kroger's CEO, Rodney McMullen. He tweeted, I stand in solidarity with the 8,400 striking workers at Kroger in Colorado. If Kroger can't afford to can afford to pay its CEO 20, over 20 million dollars, 22 million to be exact, and spend one billion dollars on stock buybacks to solidify their com- company's uh, strength and profit, uh, you know what? It can afford to pay its workers better wages and benefits with safe working conditions. That's what the burn said. Moving off. Mo- moving uh, on to, to a shot across the bow for tech giants. A big shot. On Tuesday, a federal judge ruled that the uh, Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, revised antitrust lawsuit against Meta Platforms, uh, the parent company of Facebook, can move forward. If you remember, we talked uh, in June, I think it was, about a judge telling the FTC no because they basically did a crappy job uh, uh, proving their case. Specifically, the judge said uh, the case was legally insufficient. Uh, In an amended complaint filed last August, the FTC provided additional data and stronger details to back up its allegations that Facebook has maintained a monopoly on social networking services for the past decade by illegally acquiring innovative competitors and burying successful app developers. We talked about what they did with uh, Instagram. They uh, threatened Zuckerberg, the Zuck, basically threatened the guy that started Instagram and said, hey, you either give me, I'm going to buy Instagram. You either give it to me. He didn't want to sell it. He said, you either, either give it to me or we're going to build one. We're going to steal it, build our own, and put you out of business. That's basically what he said, uh, according to sources, uh, according to news reports that I've heard. Uh, U.S. District Judge James uh, Bosberg wrote in Tuesday's ruling that the evidence in the agency's second filing is far more robust and detailed than before. Uh, Bozberg uh, rejected Facebook's attempt to get the new case thrown out, allowing the legal effort to break up the tech giant uh, to proceed. Uh, 
<clears throat> Giving the FTC a green light, Bosberg wrote, although the agency may well face a tall task down the road in proving its allegations, the court believes that it has now cleared the pleading bar and may proceed to discovery. And that's the important part. Now you do the discovery. Now you find the real evidence, right? This will likely mean that Instagram will be spun off and Meta may be separate uh, uh, separated from Facebook. Senator Elizabeth Warren um, applauded the judge's decision, saying, Facebook has bulldozed competition to dominate the market. We need to break up big tech and hold Facebook accountable for any violations of antitrust law. And Republicans keep saying big tech is friends with Democrats? Really? You keep saying that? I, 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 just a quick point. Uh, Republicans also say that um, Hollywood, you know, those, those uh, rich liberals in Beverly Hills are uh, friends with Democrats. But, you know, if you've ever seen a red and blue map of Los Angeles, a lot of it is blue. And there's one red dot right over Beverly Hills. I'm not kidding. Anyway, uh, Twitter remains re relatively safe because they've been pretty conservative in their growth, which I, I kind of like. I kind of like that they haven't, uh, they've, they've added a few things, bells and whistles, but they haven't made it too, I mean, it's a little bloated, but not overly bloated like Facebook was made into. I, and this is very simple. Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. And Facebook is a hog. Moving on. Uh, we've been fighting <clears throat> for single-payer uh, health care in the U.S. for decades. We really have. Uh, a huge step has been made, a step in California to create a first-in-the-nation universal health care system. The California Guaranteed Health Care for All Act. Uh, does that spell anything? C-G-H-A-A? -A? No, it doesn't. AB 1400, Assembly Bill 1400, which would establish CalCare for all state residents passed the Assembly Health Committee in an 11-3 vote. The California, uh, California Nurses Association, which is spo sponsoring the legislation, welcomed the measure, clearing the major hurdle ahead of its next stop at the Assembly Appropriations Committee. Assemblyperson Ash Calra, who introduced the bill, uh, Ash, uh, I, I think um, San Jose, I think from San Jose, introduced the bill, uh, said in a statement, healthcare is a human right and it's high time we reform our broken healthcare system. The measure needs to pass the assembly by the end of the month. Already, there is huge opposition. Of course, the California Chamber of Commerce branded its first job killer uh, label uh, for AB 1400 uh, and of course the companion funding measure. So that's it. I know it was a lot. But I did it in less than 32 minutes, at least l less than yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Man, I, I, I truly appreciate it. It's really nice of you. I, I get up so early in the morning. I, I actually slept in, well, sort of slept in. Uh, uh, I just lied in bed and li listened to the news this morning until 4.30 before I got out of bed. Uh, so, yeah, I really do work hard. And, and it's a lot of, I mean, I got seven pages here. Seven pages. That's a lot of typing. Anyway, 
Thanks for listening. Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Thursday, January 13th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. If you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Those four words are what you uh, Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or fights. Or maybe you want to tell me about a story, or maybe you want to school me at Cyberclops, C Y B E R C L O P S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>